Okay, with the director of Before the Oil that played the documentary Feedback Film Festival, uh, Raw, say your name. Why don't we say your name? Rul. What's your last name? Rul. My last name is Schwierenga. Yeah, I'm going to have so a hard it's time Dutch. saying that. So it's Dutch. Yeah, I can have right? it. It's Dutch. Yeah, you're right. So a film, a film from the Netherlands, it's basically, thematically, it's really about, like it's an 11-minute short film. It's really about how... As humans, we gotta we gotta phase out our oil supply, and then basically the realities of that kind of of doing that, and if we want to change, I guess if we want to change our kind of process of oil, I guess that's what your film's all about, I guess, right? Yeah, it's it's about environmental awareness, and uh, I think we all need energy, and we need more and more energy. But energy comes with a price, so if you want more energy, it has to come from somewhere. Yeah. And uh, it means you have to generate it. And if we want to uh, have more renewable energy, uh, and also we want to phase out oil uh, use that we have today, uh, you're getting in a, into a dilemma. We, we can't have it all at the same time. So it comes with, with a price. And especially if you plan energy projects, renewable uh, projects in, in nature, for example, uh, you have to sacrifice something. And I think a lot of people are not aware of that. Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't think they care. I guess in a sense, right? The, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. So, especially for example, if if you have uh, windmills, everybody says, "Okay, windmills fine, uh, as long as they are not in my backyard." Yeah. And I think that's that's the problem. We need more energy, but we don't want to see it. We don't want to know where it's coming from. We just want to have it. So what? Just in layman's turn, uh, pretend I'm like a I'm like a kid. Instead of oil for energy, what is the what is the alternative? I think for the, the alternative for oil would be uh, wind. It would be solar. It would be geothermal energy. And, and quite actually, as, as we speak today, uh, earlier this morning in Iceland, uh, the um, volcano erupted. If you see the amount of power that is just coming uh, from the, the Earth's uh, crust, if, if you like, it is so huge, so gigantic that if you would be able to to harvest that, that would be uh, that would be tremendous. So the nature offers energy, but we we need to capture it somehow. And oil is maybe not the best way. It's the easiest way, but maybe not the best way. Yeah, that's that's like human beings in a nutshell. It's doing something that's the easiest, but not perhaps not the best. Uh, I, I guess so. It's it's easiest. It's the cheapest. Somebody gets gets rich, but uh, in the end, a lot of people uh, lose. And uh, I think that's quite uh, a hot topic. Also, what we saw last week, of course, with the the COP uh, climate summit in in Dubai, it was also all about phasing out oil. Uh, it's the first time in history that the uh, world leaders agreed that we should talk about uh, phasing out oil. It's it's not about the timing yet, but it was yeah. the first time that it was mentioned that we should get rid of it. So from a capitalistic standpoint, we're like almost in a machine. We're like in, in the middle of a machine where like certain oil companies make money. Obviously, they're, they're, they're on the stock market and those stocks are high. And then there's investors in those stocks. And then so if you just phase out oil, like say next week, for example, there would be a little bit of an economic downfall, I guess, right? Because it's like you can't just yeah, switch, sure. switch one no, deal with the other quickly, right? Like it's like that's the you're gonna have some 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 hard times in the adjustment period, and people don't want to deal with that. 
Yeah, absolutely. Of course, we cannot switch overnight. Everybody uh, understands that. But I think in, in the longer run, if you look at the, the climate catastrophe at the, at the moment, it's it's uh, around us everywhere. That it's it's obvious that we need to do things differently. Uh, so it's it's not to 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 blame uh, uh, big oil uh, as such because everybody became uh, healthy and prosperous and, and rich from from that. But uh, it's not the, the solution for the long run. We have to do it a different way. Okay, so let's talk about your film. It's eleven minutes. Eleven minutes. You went to Norway, and you basically uh, tell tell me about like where you went and and the people that you kind of documented. Well, I, I came across this uh, this man, this this uh, the main character Ott Quinnen uh, in in Norway during one of my uh, travels in, in Scandinavia. I travel a lot in, in Scandinavia, looking for sustainable projects, sustainable initiatives that we can film or, sh or showcase. And um, he was running a husky farm, so something completely different. But he's doing that to um, do educational programs with, with kids, but also with business leaders to bring them back to, to nature, to, to uh, put them in front of the mirror and, and say, okay, what, what are we really caring about? And uh, when I heard that, and he, he told me his family story that they had lived in uh, in a beautiful valley in the middle of, of, of the mountains in, in Norway, and they had to leave their parental home because the government wanted to build a, a hydro dam. Uh, that means their, their home is now put on the water. Yeah. Um, that did something with him. And uh, he just brought me there. We went back on, on the snow scooter ride. Marvelous to, to do that. Uh, but when he looked back at, at what is now a lake, uh, pointing at where once his house stood, yeah. it does something to people. And I just wanted to, to record that emotion and and the story. And of course, if, if you are in the middle of the nature and you have a, a snow scooter ride and you have a husky ride, those, those dogs, they are, they are amazing. It's, it's beautiful to be in the nature with just those those dogs. So then you start the film with them like doing the old traditional sledding, I guess. There's like eight dogs and they're kind of sledding the the owner. And, well, uh, well, yes. The, the, the funny thing was I, I was uh, I came across it in my, my search to, to book something nice, to, to, to book an adventure, to do something else. Well, during my stay in Norway yeah, and uh, something great in, in wintertime. Um, so I, I was actually planning to book one of his uh, husky rides as a as a tourist, uh, but then we, we got to talk, and he talked about the the story, and I started to read his website, and then I thought, well, this this is great. So I asked him if if he would be interested, if we would film his story, and he had never thought about that, but he said, well, you are most welcome. Just come along, and then we talk about it, and and that's what I did. So we went there, and uh, at first I thought, well, we should we should interview him, uh, but he was not comfortable at all. He was not speaking in in a nice way anymore. As soon as we put on the camera, uh, yeah. he was shy and he stuttering, and it didn't. It was awful, and that's why we said, okay, let's 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 stop this. Do what you do in your normal life. Drive your your husky sledge. Show us what what your life is is about. And that we did for two days. We followed him in, in, in the nature and uh, we had a lot of fun. And, and that was amazing. So he was in his element. We could film him um, in, his, in his natural habitat, if you like. Yeah. 
uh, afterwards we decided to to record a voice over i was gonna say and, yeah because uh, yeah, he... we, we did that first, uh, when we were with him in, in his cave if, if, if you like but the sound quality was not good uh, he tried to to do it in english but it was rubbish uh, he didn't speak that good english so then we said, well, forget about it, because we had to, to go back to, to the Netherlands. We were running out of time. Uh, but I contacted uh, a Norwegian um, filming company close by and asked them if they could do the voice recording in Norwegian, in his own language, in his own time, when he felt comfortable with it. Yeah. And they did that. And, and that worked out amazing. So uh, while we were working out the, um, the video files on, on the computer, uh, they were re-recording the uh, the voice over, and then we we blended everything, and it worked out beautifully. Yeah, so he he's kind of a poet too with his uh, voiceover. Like in North America, he would would be what you call a hippie uh, with his ideology of like we are like because you're showing his landmark, and basically the Norwegians in this area were poor, and then because of oil, they became wealthy. And he's like, is that lead? Did that bring us happiness? Is that basically? And he kind of, I'm paraphrasing, but he kind of says that that the the more wealthy we got, the more we lost within ourselves. And uh, yeah, that's very hippie-ish. That's very like uh, he he he's not happy with the like some people would obviously disagree with them, but basically his ideology is that capitalistic gain is is just like oil, like as you described in the beginning, is yeah, losing yeah, something along the way. I guess right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's basically also you, you could see it. It was his real emotion, and uh, it is a, a nature guy. He wants to be in the nature and, and spend days in in, in nature. And uh, when he asked that question, did we really become happier uh, due to finding oil and become rich? And and he said, well, I'm I'm not happy with it. I'm I'm happy with my dogs in 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 the nature and. Uh, well, he did not say leave me alone, but leave me with the nature. The nature is good as it is and leave it unspoiled. And I think that's for us as as, as we are growing up in, in urban environments, that, that's hard to understand. But once you are there, when you, when you see it and we see the emotion of someone that really loves nature and being in nature, it it really struck me. And you can see the, the emotions of the guy are, are, are so real. This This is his life. Yeah. And his his beard, I don't know if he's got gray hair or is it snow that's on his beard. You don't know. That's like the environment that he's in. <laughs> and he also brings up, uh, I guess this is where Santa Claus goes. This is like they have the wild reindeer, I guess, right, near where he lives? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. He, he's living very close to the, the biggest wild reindeer herd in, in Norway. Uh, so he's, he's moving with those uh, reindeer, he knows exactly where where they are. Um, so it's it's really pure nature, and uh, one of the last few spots I think in in Europe where you can see those large of wild animals running out in in, in free nature. So it's 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 a lovely area. And they prom the the government, federal government, has 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 decreed that they're going to keep those animals safe, and they're not going to. They're going to make sure those animals are in, the, are in their natural habitat as much as possible. Well, of course, that, that, that is under pressure, and uh, that's also uh, I think he um, he's he's referring to that briefly in, um, in 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 the documentary. Yeah. 
but uh, not did promise to protect uh, nature and, and wildlife in, in international agreements. Uh, but on the other hand, what you see is that they want more and more renewable energy, so building wind parks in the middle of the nature. Yeah. And uh, I can understand that uh, if you put it in the middle of nature, nobody sees them. So uh, everybody happy with it that nobody sees it. Um, but the first projects are also being uh, hauled uh, now because uh, that was not the deal. So that's actually also coming back to the, the topic of, of the film. It has a consequence. If, if you do that, somewhere, someone has to pay the price. And um, it's a political decision to build a, will, a, a wind park somewhere in, in nature. But it won't take long before a group or individuals start to uh, protest against it because they have a different uh, interest. And that is um, uh, a recurring topic. So we can't have it all. Yeah, but basically, to, that's to, that's sort of the, your your theme is that is that we 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 need compromise of some sort of regard. Like we can't, and we we and we're gonna we're gonna pay the we're gonna pay the price eventually if we don't compromise our wealth or we don't compromise our kind of our energy intake. I guess right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically, what 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 he is telling is that uh, we, we can have more and more and more, but do we really become happier? with more and more and more and, and do we really need that and uh yeah. he disagrees of course with, with that but well, i think it's it's a yeah. wise some wise words well glut it's gluttony it's like financial gluttony right like it's like i i believe i i have a liberal kind of a liberal ideology i think i'm a capitalist but i think that you know like people shouldn't make like there should be a cap on much people can make i guess right like Enough is enough. Like I think you can you can get by with ten million dollars, for example, right? So, uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so and uh, so it, it it was beautiful to make it, but a great fun with with a guy like that. He was so so pure, so pure and and true about his his story. He has no hidden agenda or something. This is what what he really felt and wanted to share. And I think what what is amazing is um, uh, he's doing uh, these uh, these trips with these uh, hot husky dogs in the nature, with uh, school children. I think in around in in the age around fourteen, and he takes them into the nature to learn how it is to actually survive. So he goes a couple of days into the nature with a lot of school kids coming to him to learn that, and they they all adore him, and uh, that's really amazing to to, to see. So he's really touching the heart of, of many people. And I thought that is something that, that I, I just wanted to record. I wanted to film that. So you said you followed him for a couple of days. Like what motivated him to, to do the film? Like when you asked him, what do you think that, why do you think he did it? I, I think that he, uh, he didn't know at all what he was up against. So is <laughs> uh, bliss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, he was just busy running his husky farm. And so uh, I was, of course, in contact with him first by, by, by phone and uh, explaining a little bit what we wanted and what he wanted. Uh, but he had not, never done this before. Of course, he had had a journalist coming around for, for, for a, a brief interview for a newspaper article or something, but never made a film. And uh, so he just blocked uh, a weekend. So effectively, I was there together with um, with my uh, camera uh, man, camera friend, uh, for the weekend. So we we shot everything in two and a half days. Yeah. And um, 
we didn't know what to expect. We just wanted to to follow him, and uh, we know we knew that we wanted to to film him with his dogs, living with his dogs, and running this this husky sledge in in the beautiful mountains. Um, so effectively, we just let the camera roll, several cameras roll, uh, to see okay, what can we do with it. And then when I heard the, the, the voice over story, I thought, well, this is, this is so beautiful. If we can blend that, um, then it should make a, a great film. And I think, and that worked, that worked. So you, you brought up your cameraman. Uh, he seems to work, I was looking through your website. He seems, you seem to work with him a few times. Martin is his name, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So it was just yeah, the two right. of you, the two of you just went up there and you guys work, you guys work together a lot? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, of course, we uh, for, for the uh, as we said, the, uh, the voiceover, we had to do that with a, a different uh, company because it, uh, we messed up when we were out there in Norway. So yeah. we had to do it with a Norwegian uh, local uh, company. But actually, the, the, the filming and, and getting the man comfortable and, and uh, being himself, uh, living his, his normal life, that's just the two of us. So we had uh, once we walked around his his uh, his farm and uh, where he is, is living with the huskies, we we wanted to check out okay where can we put some cameras and, and let them roll uh, so that we had different uh, camera angles uh, without us moving to different places. So we had two people and several cameras uh, all over the place and see okay let's let's see how we can do that and of course we um, we combined it with uh, uh, a snow scooter ride using a, a GoPro for, for, for some action footage, uh, a lot of drone stuff. The environment is, is so beautiful. Uh, we just spent a couple of hours just flying around with two drones to, to capture all those uh, beautiful environments. So this is, your, this is your life's mission, right? Like you're, like according to your website, you kind of travel the world in fast electric cars as your words. And you kind of like you're looking for, you know, sustainable solutions, I guess, right? Like around the world for because you're you're an environmentalist. You believe that the world is in trouble and you're trying to help it in any means been necessary, I guess. Well, an environmentalist, I think that that's probably not the right word. But with um, with my uh, my own company, Hansa Green Tool, we've been showcasing sustainable solutions in, in Europe for quite a long time, more than 10 years. Uh, so I've seen quite a few places. Oh, uh, how would you uh, how would I, you categorize yourself then? What would you how would you say like if you're not an environmentalist, what are you then? Um, well, I, th I think it's it's more or less in 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 the definition. When we um, get into the kind of action activism, I would not call myself an activist. Um, when you say an environmentalist, yes, I, then then I would agree. Uh, to see what can we do, what can I do as, as a filmmaker, what can I do as an event organizer, or also in my daily job, I also work for the for the Dutch government in building ecosystems for energy, trying yeah. to make the energy system more sustainable. That's a, that's a different task that, that I do, but it all comes together in trying to find uh, sustainable solutions, inspiring people, bringing people together. And what I do as filmmaker is try to find those projects, those people that have an amazing story to tell that it's worth sharing. And um, so that, that's that's what, what I did in this case in, in, in Norway. And we plan to do more films like this in Scandinavia. 
Um, so we have a few other projects, a few other people in mind that also have beautiful stories. Yeah. So I hope that is what we will be doing uh, doing next. So we are planning to, to go back to Scandinavia first quarter uh, next year. Um, so let's see what uh, what that brings. Okay, so you brought you brought it up. So I have to ask uh, you: the Dutch government, it, it's it's getting news everywhere, even on CNN in the United States. It's like, what's going on? Are you are you gonna, are you is your job safe? First of all, are you going to be okay? Yeah, yeah, we will be okay. No, no problem. <laughs> no problem at all. No, of course we had uh, we had elections, uh, and uh, I, I guess that's what you're referring to with a, with a difficult and different political outcome than we were, were used to. Um, but when it comes to to energy, I think there will not be that many changes at all. Uh, we still need energy. We just need to think about what's the best way of doing it. So there might be some some changes in prioritizing yeah. uh, oil over renewable things like that. But um, uh, no, I'm not worried at all about, about that. Because uh, the people don't know, it's a it's a far right kind of government now. Like we're in it, and basically in in Canada, United States, you think far right, you think people who are anti, you know, they don't believe in in uh, global warming, they believe in capitalism, they believe in less government, all that stuff, right? And they, so you you figured that someone like yourself would be, you know. They would, they would, they would kind of like lessen your kind of position, I guess. But hopefully, I'm glad you're okay. No, I'm, I'm not worried about that at all. Uh, I think the uh, the global route uh, is is clear to to everyone, uh, and of course, you can uh, have differences about the the timing of events. How fast can we switch away from oil to to more renewables? Uh, it will not happen overnight. It will be a, a slow process. But I think environmental awareness is is there, and that's even with the the new government that uh, that we have. We don't have a, the government right now as we speak, so yeah. they're still <laughs> negotiating. So let let's see what happens. Um, but for my work, I'm I'm not worried at all, and I think uh, um, not for my work in in the government, not for my work as a filmmaker. The world will go on, and I think as long as we can build uh, good projects, showcase good solutions. I think there will be always time and, and space to to do so. So we send you the North American audience feedback. What did you think about the what the audience had to say about your film and the, the video that we sent you? I I, I loved it. Uh, I think that that's also what what I love about uh, um, when, when when a film screens live with a live audience that you can actually see the emotions of people and what what the film does with with people. And uh, when I saw your feedback video, I, I really loved it. It's uh, so cool to see total strangers um, explaining to you, to me, uh, on video where the movie is about. And uh, that, that's that's very amazing. And uh, yeah, I, I loved it. And it's also very helpful to maybe, maybe I had something different in mind than what they were telling me where the film is about. But that yeah. was not the case. It, it, they were they were damn right. It's there. It becomes like the as soon as you abandoned your film, like you, it's, it becomes the audience's film now, right? So that's and then they have their own interpretation of what what you give you given them, I guess. Yeah, sure, sure. And, and uh, you have you have an idea in, in in your mind what you want people to to see and how to to interpret, but you don't know if if you succeed in that. It's uh, it's always when when the film is ready, you hope that you've done a a great job. 
but when I saw the the uh, the feedback video that that, that you made uh, and and see the people and they all picked out uh, elements from from the film and um, yeah I I, I recognize the uh, um, of course I made a film but I, I recognize that the feeling and and the feedback and uh, I was re really moved by it really touched so I I love it. So I think that's that's a great service that you're doing with your um, film. It's, it's confronting, but I think it's also very, very helpful and very useful. So thank you for that. Thank you. Uh, like I said, this is a pretty, this is an amazing film. And and even the, like you said, you're worried about the, the translation, even having the subtitles in like different, whatever language people are watching it in, is kind of works, works really well because you get his, his native tongue, right? He's speaking it his own yeah, exactly. way, his own, his own, like he's not yeah. translating, you know, into English himself. He's, he's and then the, the, the subtitles and he's got, it's like, he's a poet in a sense, the way he's like, yeah. he's got these poetic ideals, like mother nature's doesn't like us. And of course I'm paraphrasing because he's better spoken than I am, but it was just, it really works. It works really well for your film. So congratulations. Sometimes there's happy accidents, I guess. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, of course, we we were planning first to have him speak in, in yeah. English, and uh, that, that didn't work out. It was so that's what I mean. Uh, yeah. Natural. It was so unnatural. So we said, well, let, let's stop it. Let's stop interviewing him. Uh, he's not comfortable with that. We have to do it differently. Yeah. And then then we switch just following him and and see where is he going, what is he doing, and uh, if we record enough material, and we give him time to record his story. When he feels comfortable without us being around, and I just said, to just go back tonight in 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 your uh, in your living room and to take a glass of wine and think about it, what you really want to tell us, and uh, just be yourself, and and that is actually what what he did, and that worked, and now he's natural, now he's in Norwegian, it's it's beautiful. So it so, was a happy surprise. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like well, especially you're like it's so beautiful there. You might as well like. Instead of having him like talking to the camera in a, in a staged interview, you might as well just show the visuals that you got. It's so beautiful, and then have him. There's a certain kind of syntax to that language as well, right? Like we, there's like there's there's a beauty in every language, and there's a beauty in that language as well. Well, it seems like yeah. you're a busy guy. So you, I'm, I'm assuming you're working on another film now. Yeah, we we have. Uh, I have an idea, of course, uh, for uh, for a new docu short documentary film in in Finland. Uh, so I'm working on that. Um, so we're hoping to do that this coming winter. The winter has already started, but uh, we really want to have deep winter. And deep winter can be pretty cold in uh, in, in Finland. Yeah. Um, but I hope we can uh, record it uh, at a time that we can combine it with seeing the northern lights. That would be my my dream. Gotcha. Uh, but you cannot order it. Uh, you have to be you have to be lucky. So the the weather has to come together with with i don't know how it works with with, with solar explosions or whatsoever yeah but uh, you have to be lucky to to actually see them uh, but uh, let's hope we can uh, we can find a good date and be there in time um but we'll see yeah but um, there will be more more projects coming up this is definitely not not the last one well you just uh, did Norway and, and it seems like you're going to Finland so i guess you got Sweden and Denmark to go to next i guess after that yeah, yeah, absolutely. We, we were uh, at first we were planning now to to be in Iceland to uh, to film a documentary, 
but as I mentioned earlier, they uh, this early this morning uh, they had this um, uh, volcano erupting, and it's it's really bad. Uh, Mother Nature is is angry. If I don't know if you've seen the the images, but the, the Earth crust is open. Yeah. I think for a stretch of over four kilometers. That's crazy. Of fire spitting. It's it's amazing to see, but it it was exactly the area where we're supposed to be filming. Uh, so we can't go there, and um, I don't know what we will find if we would go back in, let's say, a couple of months or so. Yeah. So um, I'm not sure we can make that that story anymore. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, so the the next project will then be probably in in Finland. So we're All right. Well, to, thank you for your time. Uh, amazing film. Keep at it. And uh, like I said, like you're you're doing good. You're doing good things. And let's hope the Dutch government. We'll keep funding what you're doing, and uh, and uh, I'm worried. I'm worried about the, your government. So I don't know how you guys feel, but uh, hopefully everything turns out great. Yeah, we'll we'll have to see. So we're all in in a waiting mode. See and wait. See what happens. That's all you can do. Uh, all we can do. Exactly. All right. Yeah. I'll talk talk to you soon in your next film. One, two, three, four, five, six.